What would you like to ask? Well, my first question is, how did you get started in, in this? Unfortunately, like a lot of women, financial desperation. It's not a job that people grow up and tell themselves, I'm going to be the best phone sex operator ever when I grow up. That's just not how it works. It is unfortunately a job that you fall into when your options become very limited. That is uh, sadly the truth for a lot of people. Not for all of them, but for a lot of them. I wanted to work from home. I never went to college. I had never worked a day in my life from the day I finished high school until after my grandmother passed away. I looked after her. And, I mean, uh, who's going to hire somebody with no experience? They're not. So my mom's boyfriend had seen a documentary on TV that women could do this from home. And I told him he was crazy. And he said, well, what have you got to lose? Why don't you research it at least? So I literally typed in phone sex companies into the search engine and started frantically emailing every company I could find asking if they were looking for girls. And within two days, I found my first company. And then a few months later, I started adding additional companies. And that's how it began. And um, what was what was it like your first day? Was it uncomfortable? or? <laughs> I remember the first day, the first call. I remember it well. It was a small company in Toronto. And it only had a few dozen guys on a rotating basis. And I was there for four years before it closed. I remember the first call and I remember being so naive thinking, oh, it's going to be this easy. I'll be raking in the money. The first call I had was 58 minutes long, which is rare. Uh, usually five to 10 minutes is pretty average. So I thought, oh my God, I'll be just sitting here taking these hour long calls, raking in the money. I didn't realize how rare that was. And I remember that call very well. It was a man that wanted to talk about a threesome with me, him, and another guy with the emphasis on him and the other guy. I was quite shocked. It really, uh, it wasn't what I was expecting, that's for sure. I'd say it took me about three weeks to become comfortable with it. I kept telling myself there were no other options. I did not want to end up at McDonald's or Walmart. So I had to make this work. And I had all these strange men calling my home at all hours of the day and night with all these bizarre fetishes and things that I was not used to hearing about or even knowing about some of them. It was uh, quite crazy. What are some of your favorite recipes? My favorite recipes? I'm actually a very good cook. From the time I was a very small child, most people thought that I would grow up to be a caterer because I was very well talented in the kitchen from the age of a young child. I make a very good lasagna, cheesecake. Gosh, what are some of my other specialties? Great pineapple upside down cake. There's all kinds of dishes that I make very well, but... Uh, a lot of the really good ones are so labor-intensive. They take such a long time to make. Uh, it's very rare that I make some of the dishes that are my favorites because it's like to make a cheesecake, that's that's an intensive thing to make. The same with a lasagna. It takes quite a few hours to really put it together properly. What are the odds of, um, by the end of this podcast, you becoming the first vegan phone sex operator. I'd say that's slim to none. I wish I had the willpower to be a vegan. I really am so happy for those people that they okay. have that willpower. Right, I have a different question. <laughs> I, 
can you get rich from doing what you do or do you just are you just kind of like comfortable well everything depends on calls because it's a commission only How business much do you make from like a five minute call or someone well it depends on where the company or it depends where the call originates from obviously if a call originates from my own line I'm going to profit the most so even though the price might be the same for a guy if he's paying say two dollars a minute if he's calling me through a company I might only be making 50 cents of that two dollars if he's calling my own line I'm making a dollar 85 of that two dollars so even though it makes no difference oh. to the guy it makes a big difference you to me you give out your own personal number is that also I have a toll-free number I have several toll-free numbers you have several toll-free numbers yes so that's free for the guy to call and then they reach me that way how does that work so it's free and then you get paid I don't well it's like uh, it's like if you want to call a company their customer service line you call an 800 number right it doesn't cost you anything to right. call that company right. but the company is paying a few cents a minute for that toll-free line that's how that works and then it forwards that to my real phone you know what? so guy calls in and then I take down his credit card information once it has gone through then we begin the call I, I don't understand I understand stuff like quantum mechanics I don't understand shit like this at all like, my brain <laughs> is like really weird I'm happy to help you understand alright we'll get back to that let me get comments about how dumb I am everybody starts not knowing anything I was uh, so, very overwhelmed when I came into this business at the thought of there's different kinds of companies some of them you just pick up the phone and the guy's there other places you have to take down the credit card information. When I started, that was very intimidating to me. I remember passing on a company because that's the type that they were, where the guy called in and gave you the information. And I was afraid I wouldn't be able to figure out where to fill in all the information. I had only had a computer for less than a year when I started this. It was very intimidating. It really was. Now, it seems like nothing. I practically can do it in my sleep. But when you're new well, to computers, it can seem very intimidating, some of these tasks. You said it took you how many weeks to feel comfortable? Three. It took three weeks. Do you think that once you got comfortable, that comfort is was like a coping skill? Uh, I don't know whether I would call it that. I, like I said, I always told myself that failure was not an option. I had to make this work. And there are many girls that will try it for a night, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and they will give up. It has an extremely high turnover of women in this business. I remember one site, the site that I started at, they didn't have a website. All they had was the, to the toll-free number. And I remember emailing the girl at the site, and I said, why don't you have a website? Site. It would be so much better if there were profiles for guys to look over. And she said, we have such a high turnover of operators, it would be very difficult and costly to maintain it because okay. they would start, try it for a couple days and then leave. And I can understand what she's saying. It would have taken them time to put the page together. And by the time they have the page together, she's decided it's not for her. That's how fast some of the women try it and decide they don't want to be there. Okay. I have a moral question for you. Well, not, I wouldn't... All right, whatever. Yeah, I have a moral question for you. Okay. All right, so let's just say... You know how... You're going to know where I'm going with this, but whatever. You know how, like, there's a drug addict and, and then there's a drug dealer? What if these guys are... Not, a lot of them have, like, a, an addiction? Some do. Some absolutely do. Do you ever feel like an, you're an enabler or you're enabling him? No. 
I'm just providing a service. Some people absolutely, I can think of two clients that I've had, three maybe, that fall into that category and they will get on the wagon for months at a time and you won't hear from them. You won't, you will not hear from them. And then all of a sudden they'll come back and they'll be spending thousands of dollars a month. And it's like, my God, these guys are spending more than some people are earning when they're off the wagon. Some of them calling five times a day hour-long calls, big tips. It really boggles my mind. And they have. All three of the people in question have told me that they know that it's an addiction, that they can control it for a short period. They can set aside. I tell them, well, why don't you just decide this is what you're going to set aside in a month. Put a couple hundred dollars into your little fun fund. And once you reach that limit, cut yourself off. And they'll say, well, that's easier said than done. You just can't. I have a question. So are you saying that there's other people that call, repeat callers that call but not as much and you wouldn't consider them addicts? Yes. Yeah. If a guy only calls once a week. Let's do short answers. I I, I, I have a lot of quick follow-up. So like, (laughs) okay. all right. So there's, so just to reiterate, okay. So there's people that are repeated callers, but you wouldn't necessarily call them addicts, right? Correct. Okay, so my question for you then is, what if they are also addicts, except on the spectrum of addiction, they're somewhere else on the pole? And, and that, that, no, no, don't answer me yet. That's just because it's not a question. It's just something for you to consider. But I want to I text you something right now. Is it possible that I could send you a message on here? On Skype, yeah, sure. Okay, watch this. I'm going to send you something that is going to surprise you. And it is what an addict's brain physically looks like. Just take a look and then I'll hold it. Okay, let me click on it. The medical x-rays there. Or scans, whatever they are there that the doctor's looking at on his light box. Yeah, I, I can understand. There are different differences between the addict brain and the non-addict brain. I believe that because it's stimulating different areas of the brain. And the the clients that I've had, one in particular that describes himself as a sexual addict, he not only will get on the bandwagon with me with phone, but he regularly sees a lot of escorts and, and drops thousands on them. So I understand that the areas of addiction can be connected. What's your stance on abortion? I am absolutely 100% pro-choice in every case. I believe a woman has the right to do with her own body what she wants to. All right, let me ask you a, diff- a, a, a different question. Do you think that guys are pregnant? Do I think that guys are pregnant? <laughs> well, now, how would that physically be possible? Well, aren't they teeming with life? Ah, uh, they are filled with sperm. This is true. You know, I had a guy ask me, I thought this was so hilarious. He said, are women cannibals if they swallow during right. a blowjob? <laughs> uh, because they're swallowing all the millions well, of no, sperm. But I, let, let oh, me, God. Let me uh, ask you <laughs> thoughts about this. I don't think a woman's a cannibal if she swallows sperm. No, 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 not on that. Not on that. <laughs> but what I'm saying, do you agree that guys are pregnant? No. You're not pregnant until there's a fertilized egg, which is two parts, apart from a man and apart from a woman. The woman has the egg, the guy has the sperm. Each of them is not pregnant unless there's a fertilized cell in them. Well, what what would you call it? A guy filled with sperm? I'd call him fertile. Is fertility life? I mean, the sperm are moving. Hold on, stop calling it that. You know, there's a scientific name. Hold on, you're getting it all twisted. (laughs) Let me look it up really quick. Oh, God. Um, oh, oh, you know what? I would prefer you to say his essence. His essence? Yeah. 
His are you religious or something? No. Okay. His so rather than sperm, it's yeah, his yeah. essence. Okay. His essence. The man's essence. His life force. I've never had anybody refer to sperm as that. A man's essence alone does not mean that he's pregnant. But does it mean he's teeming with life? Well, technically, I guess. Potential life? How about that? He's teeming with potential life. Well, no, no, well, let, all right, let me just I- explain something just from a scientific perspective. What happens at conception is that a life and a life make a life. It's not that two things that are not alive make something that is alive. An egg and and the essence fit the dictionary and medical dictionary definition of what a life is. And um, a life and a life make a life. That's really my point. Okay. Do you think that guys that are calling you up are having abortions? <laughs> ah. Wow, that's really different. Uh, I can honestly say no, I do not. No, that's uh, that's pretty strange. What about but the that's choice? Different. What about the choice of the essence? Like you're talking about pro-choice. What about the choice of the uh-huh. essence? Well, I guess unless it can keep itself alive, be self-supporting, you can't really count it as its own self-contained life form. It's like an ingredient. No, it's something in and of itself. (laughs) Well, I guess it is, but that's kind of strange. I don't think a guy is crying when he ejaculates because of all the lost potential life. You keep making more sperm, so or sorry, you keep making more essence. So you keep making more essence no matter right. how much you ejaculate. But, but the essence is still gasping for breath before oh, it dies. Oh, God. Well, it's hardly like a guppy that's been pulled out of the water. Goodness, that's, we're all that's equal very strange. In, we're all equal in our capacity to suffer. I don't think that's true. I think some people don't suffer. I think some people only enjoy others suffering. They themselves don't. Well, I mean, you know, those people have control issues, but I think those people can suffer, too. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, that guy that held those three uh, people captive in his basement a few years oh, ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, what, the guy in Ohio? Yeah, and he yeah. killed himself in jail. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. suffering in jail. He couldn't deal yes. with it or something. So, um, Sad case, yeah. I don't know what the hell made me talk about that. But, like, anyway, oh, something. That's very different. Yeah, I was talking about the capacity to suffer. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that you don't think we all have the same capacity. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Not sure. I don't know what to, how to respond to that. I think some people feel things a lot more intensely than others, and some people are basically dead inside, and they don't really feel much at all. Let's Let's go back to your favorite recipes. My favorite recipes. No, no, hold on, I- hold on. I got a specific question. Why are you not eating? Like, does, okay, I have a two part question. Does the Does the phone thing make you rich, or and or does it make you rich enough that you could buy organic everything and you don't? Oh God, no. Oh, organic is, is out of reach for me. That's uh, that's for the rich people. Okay, so you don't make a ton of money doing the phone stuff. I'm able to support myself, but I'm certainly not making six figures. Are you and gonna, it can vary a lot. What's your ultimate dream thing? Like, say if you invested in some other thing, would you give this up or you would do some other thing? No, I don't think I would give it up. I think the one thing I would stop doing if I had a lot of money coming in would be I would stop paid writing because that is a lot of work. That's basically a chore for money. You'd stop I, what? I would stop doing paid writing. That what would be that? the the one thing I would stop. What yes. Is that? I do paid writing for adult websites and other operators and people like my writing and that's great. 
but it doesn't mean that I get any enjoyment out of it. I enjoy writing stuff for myself, and I have I have no time to write stories for my own enjoyment. I only have time to write stuff for other people that are paying me. I don't have time to write for enjoyment. It would be nice to not have to write for money and only write stories and things for my own enjoyment. Wait, I have, hold on, I have a question. Have you ever had, like, a supernatural experience? Yes, I have. I knew it. Okay, so... T- Why would you say that? Why would I, you ask that? I just have a feel, had a feeling. I always have feelings, and, like, yeah, they're usually right. Yes, I have had several. I knew it. All right, so tell me anything. I would say... I think a lot of people G- fear us, that... Give us the elevator versions first, and then I'll have follow-up questions. <laughs> you just want the Reader's Digest condensed version, yeah. don't you? I'd say my most upsetting psychic experience I've ever had in my life... A lot of the psychic experiences that I have had have been through dreams. And the one that was the most upsetting was about six months before September 11. I started to have recurring nightmares about that event. And I had a lot of details. And it was so upsetting for that six-month period that they were happening. I was honestly afraid to go to sleep. It was absolutely the most intense upsetting psychic thing that's happened in my life it was very upsetting i would wake up crying sitting bolt upright in bed screaming it was awful what? Where, i could, where, I could sta- start to cry just thinking about it it was very upsetting what state were you sleeping in when you were dreaming about this i'm in ontario canada i'm not even american have you ever been to new york yes i have like many times yes okay so i mean that could work into it somehow like no, I haven't been to New York City since I was seven years old. We have gone through New York State many times when we went on driving holidays, okay. spent the night there, and then moved on to the other states. But um, it was extremely upsetting. I had a lot of the details down pat. I knew there were two planes. They were flying like, too close you know to the buildings. Even, they were what? A city in the east, early morning. I, I had all of those things down pat. The thing that I would tell myself when I would wake up crying, upset from these dreams, the one thing I kept always telling myself, it's just a nightmare because the planes would never be flying that close to the buildings. That is exactly the sentence that went through my head. And, of course, nobody in their right mind could have ever envisioned such a horrifying situation as what happened. And the planes were flying that close to the buildings in reality. But in my dream, that had never happened in the history of Earth, probably, unless there was some small accident I don't know about. Oh, I guess in the 1920s or 30s, wasn't there an Empire State Building incident with a plane at the top, I guess? No, I think they did envision it. I think it was actually part of the plans that they were supposed to be. Well, of course, that was part of the plan of, of the whole 9-11 thing, but I mean, uh, oh, no, no, I'm saying in the I general think that was consciousness, the plan. yeah. No, I think the plan of the... the People that the engineers that made the building, I think they actually planned for a worst case scenario, like if a plane. Oh, went, oh, okay, okay. And it didn't work, yes. maybe. Well, it was extremely upsetting to me. Most psychic things seem to be negative because negative things seem to carry more power what, what than positive. What other things have you had? Tell, tell us other stuff. I knew about, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, I knew that I was going to win tickets to a Julio Iglesias concert. And I did indeed win them. Okay. I did. I did win the tickets. Uh, that was a good thing. There's been several ridiculous things in my life. After my grandmother died, the phone would ring and there would be nobody on the other end. And it got so bad that it would ring one time and then it would stop. It's like it wouldn't even wait for me to answer. It's like it would just 
wake me up, one ring, and then it would stop. It was like it was notifying me. I would start, and I still take it off the hook before I go to bed, because it was uh, very bothersome. Okay, let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. Okay, can, are there any other experiences you could... Uh, I'm going to want to do a follow-up interview just about the, just about the psychic stuff. I don't even oh, I would like that. Yes, I, I have had several things. There was uh, several times I would be wakened up by a female voice calling my name. And I remember asking, this was when my grandmother was alive, and I remember going downstairs after I woke up, and I said, why were you calling my name? What did you want? She said, I wasn't upstairs. I didn't call your name. And I could absolutely hear an older woman's voice calling my name. And it was loud enough that it would wake me up, and I would look around and thought that it was my grandmother calling me, but it was not. That was weird. After my grandfather died, there was... uh, also an upsetting incident for about a year after the television would come on by itself and this really bothered me and it wouldn't just come on it would come on at full volume and I would be upstairs reading in bed or something with my door closed and I would hear this faint noise and I would go out in the hall and I'd be able to hear that the TV was on downstairs and it was on at full blast and that door was closed. There were no pets that were around to jump on the remote controls. That TV was coming on by itself okay. at full volume. And I had mentioned this to my mom, and she had been aware of that as well. And when I told her how much it upset me, oh, God, if this isn't even creepy enough, the next time it came on, it was on mute. Oh, God, I get goosebumps just thinking of that. It just creeped us both out so much. And that lasted for about a year after he died. And that was the room that he spent most of the time in, was the room that this television would come on. And that really bothered me. That was very creepy. Okay, I have a few questions for you. Are you finished with your story? I don't want to cut this short. (laughs) I don't want to cut that short. It is an amazing story. Do you believe in God? Not really, no. Okay, but... Because you've had these experiences, would it be fair to say that there's something besides what, you know, what we normally see? Oh, yes. I do believe that there can be a whole afterlife, but that doesn't mean that there has to be an imaginary sky father in charge of it. I think that everything in life is very much like nature. It follows cycles. Now we're going into the autumn time. Nature will be dormant for the next few months, and then in the spring, everything will be reborn again. All the the shoots will come up from the ground, the trees will come out. I think that the human soul is much the same, that after one lifetime, you have a period of dormancy and rest, and then you begin the next one and learn the lessons that you have to in that life. Well, what is going on in that in-between time? When I think it's a time of rest and sorting out what happened in the previous life. What did you learn in this life? What lessons did you learn? What ones do you still have to learn? The connections to various people. Hold on, hold on a second. I just want to give you a different perspective from, you know, something else that I've heard just for you to Mm -hmm. consider Mm -hmm. that people say that that is actually like the worst time that the, the time to learn is a different time. According to this way of thinking that, when they're doing the light switches and throwing books off the shelf and just fucking with you and doing all this what, stuff. What, the poltergeists? Yeah, when that kind of thing is happening, that may mean that, like, basically, what if life is just about remembering that this realm is unimportant and that there's another realm 
and that by them even being in that room and doing those things means that they have unfinished business and they're like part of them is like stuck in this realm they have like part of them is in the next world part of them is in this realm and Mm -hmm. they haven't fully let go of like Mm -hmm. the blue pill or whatever the hell it is yeah no i do believe that that they can sort of have one foot in each realm and perhaps they haven't accepted that their life is over the soul has left their body and they either can't come to terms with that, accept it. Who knows what is going on in their consciousness? You can't say their brain because they don't have a body. Okay. But their consciousness, yeah. There's there's uh, definitely issues with a soul that's in that kind of a limbo type of place. They haven't moved on to start their cycle again. They're sort of in limbo. They're in halfway in between. This is kind of like a... All right, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. All right, so let me ask you this. If you, This is just a quick question. If you don't believe in God, does that mean you believe in the Big Bang? Oh, I'm not that knowledgeable about all these scientific things. I have enough problems in my own life to sort out before I consider things that are much grander than myself. I don't know. I can't answer these things. It's like I don't pretend to know everything about the meanings of life. I know a lot of people certainly do not believe in reincarnation or anything like that. There's a lot of people that do. A lot of people that do also believe in God. I think it can exist without a God. Well, many people, the reason why I'm asking is that many people that don't believe in God Mm -hmm. do believe in the Big Bang. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the go-to answer uh you know to explain how something can come from nothing i don't have the answers to those sorts of questions somebody like stephen hawking would be somebody better to ask than me well, okay i know i know you don't <laughs> i know you don't usually think about it but i'm asking you to think about it now let me ask you give you a couple of, all right let me ask you some direct questions if you had to because i i hear what you're saying there's enough for you to do with your own life before uh-huh. you think about grander things but what I'm suggesting is that maybe grander things is all we should really think about and fuck our lives, and we're way more than just our life experience. So my question for you is, do you think that before we're born, that we're souls that consent to have that life experience? Yes, I do. I definitely do. I think okay. there's a pretty clear-cut plan of what's going to be ahead of you. And even though when you would have a tragic life, And you would think, how could I ever have chosen to have such a hardship like somebody that's blind? How could you ever choose to want such an awful thing to go forward in that life? I don't know. I guess they're very strong people, very strong souls that they were able to accept the conditions or or if they're to be born paralyzed or or go paralyzed. Some awful tragedy befalling you that really affects the quality of your life. I don't know. I've contemplated things like this many times. Would it be better to have a life with lots of physical problems like that or better to have one where physically you're okay but you may have a lot of emotional problems in that life, not have a happy life or have people around you that are emotionally abusive or you're treated badly by people? I don't know. Okay, wait. Are you concerned with greenhouse gases? A little bit. I am concerned about the environment. I am. What, what if I told you that the agribusiness, you know, like yes. cows, okay, the agribusiness yeah. contributes more greenhouse gases than all transportation in the world combined? I'm talking about all boats, 
all yeah. planes, and all cars. The agribusiness contributes more greenhouse gases than those industries combined. What do you think? That wouldn't surprise me. I don't have any statistics, but that so, wouldn't surprise me. But my point is a lot of people are, you know, driving cars maybe that have good gas mileage, but they're eating hamburgers. Yes, and yeah, I get your point. they're yeah. more to the problem mm -hmm. than they realize. Mm -hmm. No, it's the world is not going in a good direction as far as I'm concerned. It was a better time in the little house on the prairie days when people had simple little lives on the farm. They raised their own animals that dad slaughtered and brought mom to pluck the chickens and whatnot after its head had been cut off. The animals had a happier life. They spent their days in the sunshine, plucking at the grass and the worms, and they had a happy life up until that last two minutes where they got their head lopped off. And I don't think the world was anywhere near the problems with greenhouse gases or anything then. But, of course, now this factory farming, which is just beyond cruel for the animals, the horrible lives that they lead from the day they're born until they're miserably slaughtered. They, they have a horrible, horrible Dude, this life. this is the worst phone sex ever. Right. <laughs> I have had amazing conversations on business calls that have nothing to do with sex. Oh, believe that's awesome. me. Believe me. I love it when people call just to talk. And believe me, that is very rare. It's probably less than 1% of calls are like that. And I really en do enjoy the ones that are calling just to talk. I've had calls five hours long where there was no sex talk at all. They were. There that's was one man, we would talk about days of our lives. He was also a fan of the show like I am for decades and he knew all these people from way way back on there and he, he told me about the ghost in his house and all kinds of things that people will tell me about that have nothing to do with sex they're just lonely people and they want somebody to reach out to to talk to what, you know what I would like to do I would like to call two, two phone sex operators and have them just talk to each other oh there's been radio stations that have done that oh, really? it's, uh, yes that's funny and they didn't uh, tell them. I get lady callers once in a while. Not too many. What percentage well, are lady callers? Oh, I only get a handful a year, really. It's really quite low. It's not very high. I don't mind talking to them. A lot of operators don't like talking to women. It doesn't bother me. Getting back to the God stuff. Mm-hmm. I know you don't usually think about it, but if you don't think that there's a God, how do you think... There, I'm going somewhere with this, but there's a first part. <laughs> how do you think things got created? Not You don't have to give me a scientific answer. Just kind of, sort of, what do you think? I'm honestly not sure. I do believe in aliens, in life form. I think there's many planets where there's societies far advanced than our own. They probably were the ones that seeded Earth. For whatever purposes, doesn't mean that we have the technology to go and visit them yet, but they do to come here, I believe. I mean, any scientist will tell you with the volume of stars in the galaxy, it's a scientific mathematical reality that there are other life planets out there with are, intelligent beings. I don't know the whys. I don't know the where's, the whys, the hows. These are just things that I think. Are you an alien? I don't think I am. <laughs> I asked, Sometimes I feel alienated. How about that? I feel alienated at times, but I don't think I am an alien. Okay, you don't have to know the whys and all that stuff, but I mean, just kind of what do you think? There's, there's a reason why I'm asking. Like, what do you kind of think? I mean, do you think life started 
With just, like, random things colliding? Random things colliding. Well, there would have to be some kind of bacteria in those random things colliding that would have to get together with oxygen and sunlight to create life, although I guess everything doesn't need sunlight. There's things that grow in caves in total darkness. I don't like to get well, into no, no, two no. scientific answers because okay. I don't have the answers and I don't want to sound stupid no, by saying sound, I don't know. It so. doesn't, I don't know either. It doesn't sound stupid to say you don't know, but like, <laughs> but I, I just want you to think about it because just hear me out for a second. There couldn't have been bacteria because that would, ma- that would have meant that life meant life, which goes back to the guys being pregnant thing. What I'm saying is that, like, they're saying that inorganic material created something alive. Or not inorganic, whatever. Just different minerals or nutrients or meteors. I don't even know what the hell created it. I don't know either. I try not to think about it because I can't do anything about it. I know you try not to think about it, but you know what? I try not to worry about things that I can't control. But you're experiencing shit that goes on in other levels. I knew that you had psychic experiences. Why? What What about me would have given you that indication? Okay, here's where I'm going. I could just tell. I always know. But, like, here's where I'm going with it. Most people, I know you don't know and, and you don't think about it, but most people that don't believe in God do believe in some variation of the Big Bang. Okay. Okay. And yes. actually, religion and the Big Bang go hand in hand. There's nothing even, I don't even see them as opposites. But, like, regardless of that, most people that don't believe in God do believe in the Big Bang. But they also believe in karma. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, yes. My, my question is not for you, maybe necessarily, mm-hmm. but, you know, for the people out there that do believe in just a Big Bang, mm-hmm. fine. Even if you think a Big Bang could create life, do you think it could also create something like karma or like explain, you know, experiences like your lights getting on, turning on and off and like a Big Bang wouldn't also make that. That wouldn't. No, make- it wouldn't. I, I can't explain how the universe works. I do believe in karma. Absolutely. So why, and there's a lot of people I know are going to get a good come up and so I just hope I'm around to see it. If you don't know, then why deny any possibilities? <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't want to get into detailed answers if it makes me look non-intelligent just because I don't know the answer. That, I'm not a physics student, so I don't have the answers that somebody like Stephen Hawking would. Dude, 98% of the people listening to this don't have the... Mo- nobody... Stephen Hawking doesn't have the answer. Like... It's all, you know, we don't, nobody knows for sure. I don't think anyone knows for sure how life started. Probably not. There's no black and white. There's many different theories. That's how it goes. Okay, am I gay? Are you gay? I don't know. I don't know anything about you, so I don't know which way you swing. All right. But I would have no problem with it if you were. That would be your business. I'm not anti-homosexual in any way. Do you have any questions for me? You're kind of an interesting character. You definitely ask different questions than anybody else has ever asked me. That's for certain. I don't know. Are you gay? Why would you bring that up? I don't know. I guess you like to ask questions that are outside of the norm. Yeah, I mean, suppose. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And asking questions that have nothing to do with the field of expertise of the one that the person's in. That, that's what shocked me. I thought everything you would ask would be in the adult realm, and it, it certainly has not been. No, I don't know about other stuff. No, I think that's interesting. It gives people a different view of the people other than the one that they think of them in. 
Yeah. It's a different want, facet to their like personality. The I want to have the view where it's a phone like sex view. operator, oh, a fireman, and like um, <laughs> two other things. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm sure there'd be a holy roller that would be against all adult things of people. You might become that holy roller. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think I'll ever be a Bible thumper. No. Different types of thumpers, not just... I believe I'm a real personal freedoms What if you become person. a Hindu thumper? Oh, Lord. I'm not really into any kind of religion. The Buddhism, they, there's some of the philosophies that are interesting there. The, the Tibetan monks and things. I mean, they believe in reincarnation and karma. And I think whether you believe in a god or not, I think it's good practice to treat others the way that you wish to be treated. If you do bad, okay. I think I, in time it will come back to you. So don't do bad. What if you're like a state of, what if you're like to self-harm? Uh, some people are. No, they so are. I'm saying what if people like, and then, and then you treat other people's people the way you want to be treated. So you just go around harming people. I don't think people that are self abusive though that are cutters or alcoholics or drug addicts they're probably not out to hurt other people no, as much kidding. as themselves they turn their anger inward rather than externally it's sad a friend of my mom's was a cutter and i've known several people that had alcohol issues uh they're looking to dull the pain they've had a lot of pain in their life and they're looking to dull that what if um you know like people say oh I'm gonna live my I'm gonna live today like it's my last day mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they do all positive things. What if somebody just wants to kill everyone on their last day? Like, that's that's bad. That's horrible. That is that's very bad to try and involve would, other people in your dramas. I I think people really should mind their own business and stay out of other people's lives. It's their life. Stay out of it unless you're invited in. That's well, that's I'm how I view it. I'm just making fun of the phrase "live live." I'm gonna live every day like it's my mm -hmm. last mm -hmm. because some people are twisted. So their last day is like they're like, oh, my, it's my last day. So. I can never go to jail. No consequences. Like I understand what you're saying. Some people might want to go bungee jumping because that's something they may have wanted to experience. Go windsurfing or some sport or something that might be considered dangerous or that they've never done before that would give them a new experience. I don't oh. think I would do anything different if oh. I unfortunately only had one day left. I would just want everything calm just to be around the the people and the animals that I love and and just enjoy what time I had. I wouldn't be looking to go bungee jumping or you know skydiving or anything like Wait, that. Hold on. that I have a couple. Mean? Would you ever go bungee jumping over like a pit of alligators? No. For a thousand dollars? No. If like it was guaranteed, it wouldn't break. No. Okay. Would you ever wrestle an alligator? <laughs> no. Do you think I have zero adventuresome <laughs> gene in my body? Do you live? Oh, you live in. Do they have alligators where you live? Maybe in the zoos. I really can't speak for alligators in Canada. Have you ever I seen one in real life? Or do they exist in Canada? Oh, well, I've seen them. I wasn't in Canada when I saw them, but okay. I don't know. In the zoos, they probably do. I can't say for sure one way or the other. Okay. Do you think alligator wrestlers are morons? No, I think they just have a sense of adventure and they probably want the money. I actually have pictures of an alligator wrestler that we saw on a, a vacation that I went on when I was a child. He was a very good looking man, actually. He, he resembled Robert Redford when he was young. And I've got pictures of him wrestling this alligator at this si roadside attraction. Are you sure it wasn't Brad Pitt? 
<laughs> no. All right, so I have a, all right, let me ask you this. The alligators don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they don't. I'm sure. So when I'm saying, like, do you think alligator wrestlers are morons? That's kind of like what I'm getting at. Do you think they're, like, idiots for doing this shit? Like, these alligators don't like that. No, I'm sure they want nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm sure not, the guys I, doing it are, like I said, they have too much adventuresome spirit and they want the money because they're probably getting decently paid. Like, I know they're not morons in, like, the sense, they, they may have high IQs, but, like, isn't this an idiotic decision? I don't care how badly you I find money. it strange that somebody would do that. I can't imagine challenging a wild animal in any way, in any capacity. I don't think that's wise. Give me a G-rated version of the weirdest call you've taken guys i won't take all calls some guys will uh really request awful things and and What's i just something won't talk that's to beyond them. your boundaries that you won't take that call and how do you know that that's what they're into like they start talking about it and you hang up or what it goes down i picked up the phone once and a man said i want to talk about raping and murdering you i said i don't think so i think you better call somebody else so like uh unfortunately some people really have violent fantasies and i will not indulge that I, I will not do calls like that is it because you think you're enabling them no it's because i don't want to put images in my mind that i don't want to have there i have enough things in my mind i wish were not there i don't need to add more i just uh i don't wish to talk about those those things have you ever seen a ufo no i have not i wish i had but i have not what if someone called you up and they said that they were an alien? Well, I'm afraid I'd need a little bit more proof than somebody's word. I'd need to see them shapeshift in front of my eyes or something. I'd have to see it with my own eyes to believe that. Because people tell on, me all kinds of things. But was on the phone. Like, uh, if, I, I don't think I would believe them. Let's just them, pretend no. I called the phone sex thing and, hey, I'm an alien. I'd say I believe that you believe it. No, don't say I'd say. Like, just <laughs> let's role play. Like, oh, okay. You're an alien. Really? Yeah. Uh, from what star do you hail? Oh, we don't come from stars. Where do you come from? Yet you come from stardust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, where do you come from if you don't live on a planet? In our dimension, come from doesn't exist. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Why was it that you called me this evening? What was it that you felt that I could do for you or give to you? I thought you wanted to know. Well, that's very interesting. Have you told others of this secret? I've told one. Really? And did they keep that to themselves? That is for you to decide. <laughs> okay. Does the government know about this? Do you have any other questions? So you won't answer about the government. So they know that you're here, don't they? They do. My. So what is your plan for being on planet Earth? To support the plan of planet Earth. And what would that plan be? Plan B. <sighs> What would the plan of you being on this planet be? Make eggs. To make eggs? Really? And why is making more eggs of value to this planet? Because I own a lot of shitty diners. <laughs> and omelets is the only thing on the menu, eh? <gasps> because eggs are, eggs are seeds. They're representative of seeds. Well, that is true. I'm not really a fan of eggs. Okay, so like, do you think I could have convinced you that I was an alien? No. Really? Really. You have to, even if I answer all your questions in weird ways? <laughs> no. I would just think, you believe it. Damn. You believe it totally. You could be talking to an alien. You wouldn't even know. That's true. You could. 
Because if they do, in fact, have all these powers, I'm sure they could shapeshift and make themselves appear to you however they wanted. Could you do, if you wanted to, the phone thing for for the rest of your life? Could you do it when you're 90? Is it possible? Yes. I know some women that have been doing it over 20 years. Could I make money answering calls from guys? Uh, you could, but probably you would not make a lot. I remember several years ago no, there was a mail I... operator that messaged me, and he could not even pay for the gas in his car. Yeah, but did he say that he was gay? No, he was gay for pay. No, I know, but in his ads, like, what did he say? Oh, well, of course, yes. Most of them that have profiles on those sites will, of course, state that they are bi. Some yeah, of them will no, say that they're straight and uh-huh. they want, you know, cuckold type of situations. But Do those guys make more money? I have no idea. I, he's the only male operator I've ever spoken with, and it was a very brief text chat, and that's the only time I have ever been in contact with one. I find a lot of the male operators honestly kind of strange. How many calls do you get a day? That varies widely. Um, It used to be a lot busier. In the recession, when I started in 2008, people would say, oh, calls are so terrible because the guys don't have any money. But honestly, I found calls were better then because they didn't have money to take girls out on a real date. But now they have money to take them out on a real date, so they don't need the operator as much. Why do you think guys are so into this? Like, why, do you think I could make a service where girls call me and they would and I could make a living? I don't think so, no. Why, why, would, why? why would girls call you? Well, why would guys call you? Well, it's easy enough for women to find phone sex for free in chat rooms. And from my experience of talking to the women that I have, the women that have called me have not wanted anything strange. They've not wanted anything fetishy. They're just bi-curious for the most part. But a lot of guys, most even, that would call want to talk about a specific fetish. They're not going to find that for free in a chat room. So what women seem to want in general is pretty general. What men seem to want is fairly specialized. If you called yourself, would your voice turn you on or like I have listened to my audios of myself masturbating several times and I can understand how people would find that arousing. The audios? Well, I have audios that are genuine masturbation audios. They they were made by myself. They were not part of a call. What is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> Because I have uh, audios of myself masturbating all over the internet. What kind of toothpaste do you use? Uh, Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. Is that organic or no? I have no idea. I don't know. Could you vow to just start using organic toothpaste? (laughs) I think that would probably be more expensive. Yeah, but you know what? Your gums are porous. And bad stuff is going into your gums. I go to the dentist for a cleaning every three months. I just went yesterday, actually. Dude, you can't take all the fluoride out. There's all this shit in there that is definitely not good. I don't know what Arm & Hammer has other than baking soda in there. Obviously, oh, yeah. there's more than baking soda, but I know that's one of the you ingredients that they have. I take it back. Actually, I think baking soda is baking soda is natural. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? You're doing your thing. That's fine. That's actually hippie. That's good. I wish that I had the money to get everything organic. I think it's unfortunate that they put that stuff out of reach financially for most people because obviously it's healthier to have the organic without pesticides, the, the humane chicken that's been raised without the bad factory farming. That would be ideal, but they have priced that so that that's not realistic for most people. They just have not. In an ideal world, we'd still all live on farms and grow our own produce, wouldn't we? But that's not reality. 
What if you could wave a magic wand? Would you do a different career, or you would stick with this? Uh, let's see. When I was a little girl, I always wanted to use my voice for a living. I thought I would be a singer. I am indeed using my voice for my living, so I guess part of that came true. I also went through a few other phases where I want. It's it's ironic when I look back as a child, the things that I wanted to do. In reality, I am doing parts of it. I definitely, for a time, thought that I would be a singer. I am using my voice to make my living. I went through a phase where I wanted to be a psychiatrist. I am indeed acting as therapist in a lot of my calls. I went through another phase where I wanted to be a romance novelist like Danielle Steele. I'm not quite writing romance novels, but I am indeed writing as a portion of my income. So it's ironic that the three things, the three career things that I had considered as a child and as a teen, there are elements of all of those that I am indeed doing for my career. What if those three elements are being are, are your true essence and they're being manifested in a way that doesn't allow them to fully express themselves and in one year from now you'll be a singer, a psychologist. <laughs> I will be Celine Dion and Danielle Steele all rolled into one. Yeah, or maybe not a psychologist. Yeah. You can't do it in a year, but like what if you became a singer and like in twelve years from now you were like, This <laughs> this is my true essence. Like I should never oh, have done God. that other stuff. No. Or not that I should I, never I've have lost. done it. Not that I, I take that back. Not it served you. Or what if, not that I never should have done it, but what if you said, wow, that really served me at that time, mm-hmm. but this is my true essence, to be a singer. It's not. It really is not. I have lost no. the appeal to be on the Your stage. Voice, that, the main, uh, you have a powerful voice. Well, I think better things can be done with that voice than sing songs, though. Of the three, I do enjoy writing for my own time, but like I said, I, I can only have time to write for others, basically. The psychiatrist, I get enough of people's problems that that part is totally fulfilled. I, I really don't need I any more I think you can be the next Dr. Problems. Phil. It's like, I, think, <laughs> I think you could be the next singing Dr. Phil. Oh, God. Hold on, wow. just hear me out. A uh-huh. singing Dr. Phil. That's kind of a scary picture, isn't no. it? No. Is. I would picture him singing opera. That would be no, very strange. Him. Oh, you, boy. A female version with you as like a singing <laughs> therapist. It's not like you only sing. Like you just sing sometimes. But uh, I don't know. It would be nice to be the world-class novelist. That would be nice to spin the tales. I don't know that I could do something the full length of a book for a novel. The stories that I write are short stories. I can't imagine expanding on a story to the point that it would be the length of a full novel. I am more comfortable with the shorter types of stories. But I do enjoy writing them when I have the time. Sometimes I definitely get ideas for stories and I file them away in my brain and think, well, when I have some time, I'll develop this into a story. But when you get paid to do writing, you obviously have to put the paid jobs first. I prefer the voiceover work to the calls or the writing. I really hope that I will get more voice jobs in the future. I do enjoy making the recordings. And even though I post a lot of them, even though I post a lot of them on my site, there's a lot that I do that I don't post, either because I worry that they would tarnish my reputation if I posted them, or else because the people that wrote them have not given me permission to do so. So people think there's a lot there, but there's also... Quite a bit that I do not post. 
Did you ever call another operator and pretend to be a guy? No. Why would I do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I've never done that, no. I can't imagine doing that, no. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know some people, I, I feel transgender inside. Really? Yeah. I feel bad for you then. Why? I don't think that's a natural way to feel. <laughs> so I feel bad if you're conflicted within. Well, no, I'm not. Oh, you feel transgender? Yeah. Is that what you said? Really? Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, don't get me started on that one. It's crazy being transgender. I think that's the perfect word for it, yes. I do. I feel like I'm trans-dolphin. I would think that would be a better choice. <laughs> I don't know. Don't get me started on those. Uh, I am not the most politically correct person. I don't want to offend people, but my opinions sometimes offend it's others. you're so religious. Uh, rigid? Is that the no, word? No, re- religious. <laughs> religious. I'm more rigid than religious. You're religious conservative. I'm not religious. I wouldn't say I'm conservative. Some people have used that word with me. Um, I can be, depending on the topic, in some ways. In other ways, I'm liberal. I guess I'm a mix. What can I say? Are you good at karate? I took karate lessons as a child when I was 10, but I have not done it since. What about, um, what do you know about demolition derbies? I don't know anything about that topic. Okay. I have honestly never been to a demolition derby. That's not really my scene. Any any kind of that stuff, I just look at. I, I don't want to insult people. I, I better just keep my opinions to myself. I don't want to insult people. So I'll just keep quiet on some things, I guess. So what other uh, topics for other podcasts did you have in mind? Since you said you do a psychic one as well? I don't do a psychic one. No? Okay. So you just uh, ask people their opinions on those matters? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Well, no, the psychic thing, I only ask a few people. I know who to ask. Really? Isn't that strange? Just as strange as, you know, having those experiences. I mean, in a way, it's not strange. I just know. I could tell. It's it's obvious. Isn't that odd? Yes, I have had... uh... Several different experiences and dreams. They're not odd. They're just odd compared to our normal points of reference. Well, I look at time as something that's all going on at the same time. So if you have a dream that's a psychic dream of a future event, I think it's basically like for a few minutes you're tuned into a different station on the radio than you're normally on. If you have a radio tuned to one station, that doesn't mean that there's not other stations playing at the same time if you look at seeing something in the past or seeing something in the future for that brief minute you've been tuned to a different station that you're not normally tuned into listen but not, they're all going on at once not knowing how the multiverse began is not a reason to not think about it mm-hmm. no i know i have my moments when i ponder things i want you to think about it all the time all the time people usually have to think about the tasks at hand Things that have to be done, deadlines that have to be met. Okay, I want you to think about those tasks, <laughs> those tasks through the through the lens of the greater picture. Do you spend most of your time contemplating the beginning of the universe? I can't not. Really? Well, have you ever seen a UFO? Let's not get into that. Oh, well, that's an interesting answer. I would love to. I'd love to not. But we oh, could, you could ask me questions about why not or... 
Uh, yes, I'm interested. Did they take you aboard the mothership? Did they put an implant in you? It's all about fatherships. Oh, fatherships. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. That's different. It's transgender ships. Oh, dear. I was not taken aboard a mothership, but I'll answer all your other questions seriously. Well, why would you not answer if you've seen one or not? Because how would it serve you? How would it serve anybody? That's fine. If you want to keep it private, that's your business, of course. It's not that I... Well, I'm just saying, how would it serve anybody? Well, it wouldn't. Exactly. It was just a, a question of interest. I would love to see one that would be very, very interesting. My mom claims that she did. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how old was she? That was about 18 years ago. She was dropping a friend of hers off that lived in the country. And when they were driving on the country road, they saw some weird light things in the sky. And I remember her telling me that when she came home. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And I remember her telling me that they saw this thing in the sky and they didn't know what it was. And it moved away very quickly. It seemed to follow the car for a little bit and then it went away. But uh, I felt so jealous. It's like, why did you get to see it? Not me. I want to see one. And I went outside in the backyard, even though this was like about 30 miles away from our house. And it's like I'm outside looking in the backyard and thinking, why can't I see one? Where, Where's one that I can see? I felt jealous. That was my feeling. Why did she get to see one I and think, I didn't? You know what? I think you'll see one in your life. I don't know where the hell I would. I hardly go anywhere or do anything. And in the city... I think you're more apt to see lights and stuff if you're in the country away from the city lights. And I don't ever really get out to any country. So unless it was pretty close over the proximity of my house, which uh, there's, I'm in the path of the airplane, so I see lots of planes. But I know the difference, I would think, between a plane and a, and a UFO from the way they would move. That would uh, definitely be something I would like to see, though. I would love to see that. Well, if you could be Justin Bieber for three weeks... Oh, God. What would like? What would you do in those three weeks? If I was him, I would transfer all this money to my bank account. That's what I would do. <laughs> that would be my first order of business, so I could do That's that. Smart, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry to switch it up from the UFOs things with no transition, but I That's just okay. I I just needed to know. I'm sorry. Well, that would be my first thing, would be to... What else would you do? That mm-hmm. doesn't take three weeks. Like, say No, that, that would only know. take a few minutes if you have somebody's bank account login to uh, change it. No, I'm not a thief. I couldn't do anything well, let's like that. Say... I'm honest. Okay, well, what would you do if you could be... Would you want to be him for three weeks? I don't think so, because I think a lot of people dislike him. What if you could be, like, Brad Pitt, but not famous Brad Pitt, or just... Or Brad Pitt. If you could be Brad Pitt for three weeks, like, what would you I do? don't know. I've never really wanted to be any celebrity. I think celebrity is far overrated. I'm not somebody that's impressed by celebrity. I'm not somebody that watches movies. I hardly watch any TV. Somebody that's really a movie star or something, that honestly doesn't impress me. That's their job. Their job is to be in the public eye. It doesn't mean that they're better or smarter. I think a lot of actors are real dummies. I think they know how to recite their lines, and that's well, about it. I'm not really impressed by big names and stuff. That's not something that impresses me. Okay. Which is probably the type of person that they would actually like because I'm no way starstruck or anything. That uh, that just doesn't... Uh, is there any type of person you'd like to be for three weeks? Not really. Sharon Summers. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Well, thank you. This has been fun. Indeed.
Very unusual questions. Well, hopefully I didn't disappoint. No. Good. Well, I'm glad.